Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free, long-cut, and pouches that gives you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz that you're used to without tobacco. Fully Loaded Chew comes in nine flavors and is made with all food-grade ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine. To give us a try, head on over to FullyLoadedChew.com for a $1 can of chew with free shipping when you enter the code OUTDOOR1, O-U-T-D-O-O-R, and the number one. For more information on our product line, visit FullyLoadedChew.com. Interstate Batteries offers a wide variety of batteries for your everyday needs. Stop into one of their thousands of retail locations and talk with a battery specialist about batteries for your truck, trail cameras, and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit InterstateBatteries.com. Interstate Batteries. Outrageously dependable. All right, guys, welcome to today's show. And I am super excited about this episode because I'm going to be chatting with Braden Ware from Go Wild. Now, Braden is a growth specialist over there, and he and I have communicated quite a bit in the past through email and text and phone calls because they've been an awesome partner of the Nomadic Outdoorsman. But unfortunately, I don't know a lot of his hunting story. I don't know how he got into the hunting space or into the industry. And so I'm excited to pick his brain on all of that and he's going to share with us about an upcoming event called Send It Slam that's going to be in Louisville, Kentucky on July 9th. I'm going to be heading up there for it. It's an archery and music show. And I I mean, I don't fully know what to expect. So I'm going to be picking his brain about that. I just can't wait to go out there, meet a lot of people. There's going to be a lot of other people from the Sportsman's Empire podcast network that are going to be hanging out there. A lot of the podcast hosts, some friends of mine like... Jordan Donahue from Hunts for Heroes. I went on a Texas hog hunt with him. He's going to come meet us up there. And so I'm just pumped to meet a lot of different people from that area that I haven't connected with in person. I mean, a lot of these have just been phone calls or Zoom calls or podcasts. And so to meet a lot of these people in person, to go shoot bows and to listen to awesome music and eat from food trucks, I just can't wait. But let's jump into this episode with Braden right now. Like, he was doing things that were just badass. That was one of the coolest moments of my life. I was really scared, but knowing that Dan had the gun, I did have the rifle, like, we would be okay. All right, guys, so I know that last year was kind of a wild year for censorship for hunters and anglers, but that's why we've partnered with the social media platform Go Wild to combat mainstream social media censorship. Now, Go Wild is a free social community that was built by outdoors men and women just like me and you. Not only are your photos not censored on Go Wild, they're actually encouraged. And they give you points for things like sharing your trophies, gear reviews, and inviting friends. And as you earn those points, you can unlock awesome rewards like gift cards, free swag, knives, huge discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex, and so much more. Check this out, though. If you create a free account you can unlock $10 just for trying it out. So go visit DownloadGoWild.com to get started. All right, guys, welcome to today's show. And joining me on the show today is another guy that I've never met in person, but that's going to change here soon. Braden Ware from Go Wild is on, and I'm super pumped to talk about the Send It Slam. Uh, how's it going, man? Doing well, man. Doing well. Like I said earlier, just real busy planning the event and you know, the normal, 
daily stuff of go wildlife but uh yeah doing really well pumped to pumped to meet you there too it's gonna be fun yeah there's a ton of people that are going to be showing up there i mean from all over the place a bunch of other podcasters people that i know from multiple different states are gonna all kind of converge in louisville in gosh a week and a half is that right yeah dude coming up july 9th yeah so it's uh it's one of those things like we've kind of planned this event like a while back of just like the idea um and obviously you know we have to plan budgeting and you know all the relationships and stuff like that that we want to have involved with the event we started that like a long time ago but the concept of what this thing is has like evolved and kind of became this really big event that honestly we didn't we didn't think we were going to do or be able to do but through just you know figuring it out and and learning how to plan a, a festival um, this thing has become something that, you know, we wanted to do for a long time. So, um, go wild has done like little meet and greets here and there, um, where we, you know, maybe take over a bar or do like a, you know, a small, you know, thing at a farm or whatever, where it's just like 50, 75, maybe 150 folks. Um, but this one, the whole idea is that we pull, you know, as many people as we can from, around the surrounding states and get you know as many go wild folks connected in person that that we can so uh we still don't know exactly how many people are coming uh it's you know you can get your tickets at the door online before but man it it sounds like it's going to be a wild time so far from from what i'm hearing from everybody dude i can't wait i've i had never really gone to any type of outdoor festivals growing up i think i went to a big du outdoor games at one point and other than that, I just never really went. And then social media came along and I start hopping on different platforms and seeing all of these people at Total Archery Challenge or like uh, a big NWTF banquet or I mean, really all over the country. And I've never had the classic fear of missing out on stuff. I'm like, dude, I like my life. I enjoy stuff. But when I see people hanging out with other people at those events where I'm like, dude, I wanted to go and meet those guys. That would be awesome. Uh, I, I kind of changed my tune and I'm like, I'm going to start going to more of this stuff. And so when you reached out and told me about it, I was like, oh yeah, I will be there. Even though my <laughs> dates almost got mixed up. Uh, I almost yeah, went to the almost wrong state <laughs> for the wrong festival, but I'm glad yeah. we got that cleared up. So I will be there and I'm pumped. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of the same way. Um, you know, I, I had not typically been like a festival person, um, you know, and I'm kind of a, a newer outdoorsman only been doing this stuff like real heavy for a few, few years now. And so like just kind of learning about these events and, and what they are like tack is a great one. I went to my first one this year. Um, that's going to be like a mainstay on my list every, every single year. Um, like I, I'm definitely going to go to at least one, uh, if not try to catch some of the, you know, for me, more adventurous ones like out West, like Colorado and some of the crazy ones out there, um, got to go down to Tennessee this year, um, just way out of my depth, but it's, it's, a, I feel like it's a healthy thing as a bow hunter to have on your calendar, like these, these archery events, especially in like off season to kind of, you know, keep you accountable, keep you practicing, maybe keep you humble a little bit. I went and lost a bunch <laughs> yeah. of arrows down in Tennessee. So <laughs> maybe, maybe really want to practice this summer and get better. So um, yeah, man, the, the events are, are so much fun and it, it's kind of cool that like 
it seems like there's a big group of folks that kind of hit them all. Like I, I'm seeing familiar faces and, um, you know, obviously a lot of us are, uh, we consume a lot of YouTube and a lot of podcasts and stuff like that. So you're walking by and you're like, oh, hey, that's, um, you know, uh, Ellis from Sequan or, hey, that's, you know, whatever. And like, you're, you're picking people out. You're seeing the hats of like, oh, you're from the bow hunting league. Cool. I know those guys are hey, like, they're just all these real easy connections as you're seeing people around, like we're all so similar. And so getting around to like these events and being around each other, is just so much freaking fun. Like yeah. I love it. I, I got to go to uh, an event here at Bass Pro at the head, like at the flagship store. And yeah. it was that same type of thing. You walk around and you're like, Oh my gosh, those are the Drury's like, Mark and Terry are just standing right there. Hey, what's yeah. up, guys? And they're like, hey, how's it going, man? <laughs> and you have no idea. Like, they have no idea yeah. who you are. But then on the same token, like having uh, a large social media presence, my wife and I have found a lot of people randomly, like at church, at the gym, at the store. She got approached one day. This was the funniest thing. She was at Target buying a swimsuit. And this lady and her husband came up to her. And she's like, hey, are you from the Nomadic Outdoorsman? And my wife was like, uh, yes, I am. And they're like, oh, my gosh, we didn't know you guys lived here. And so she called me and she was like, I can't believe I got recognized because of you and the podcast and the videos that you put out. And I, I thought that was pretty great. But oh, um, yeah, no, you mentioned that's at, real. You mentioned at the beginning there, you've only been doing this for a couple of years. Are you talking about like hunting in the outdoor world or uh, go wild or all of the above? Well, um, it's kind of like a mixed answer to that. So like I've been fishing most of my life, um, growing up, I grew up here in Southern Indiana. Um, fishing has always just been a part of what I did. Um, never really, I mean, growing up, especially never like super serious, more of just, you know, hanging out, going pond, pond topping here and there kind of thing. Um, but I was, I was a baseball guy through and through, like that was my whole life, um, all the way from eight years old, all the way up through college. And that's what I did. Um, when I was like 15, um, my uncle took me out for one deer season. Um, and so I got to experience it and get the bug and be like, Oh my gosh, I love this. This is awesome. But high school baseball picked up super heavy and you know, I, I really didn't have time. Like I was just way into it. Um, it really focused on trying to go to the best college I could and do all that. And obviously getting into playing college ball. Um, you know, you really don't have much extra time now as into it as I am, if I could go back, I definitely would have made time, but, um, that's just how it is. Uh, but now, so I, I went and I worked at a marketing agency for a little while out of college here in Louisville, um, and then started working, um, at go wild. And that just like lit everything on fire for me. Like I'm, I got way into hunting and way more serious about fishing and, um, you know, last season was my first like, um, saddle hunting and, and archery season. Um, so that's been a super fun thing to, to learn about. Really excited to have my second season of doing that. Cause I feel like, uh, I learned so much last year, <laughs> like probably learned it all, like right after I needed to know it, you know, like learning yeah. from making mistakes and, and missing opportunities and stuff. So this year we've got some really well scouted spots and starting to get everything to come together. So yeah. Um, I haven't been doing it for very long, but I am absolutely ate up with it. So yeah. it's amazing to see the amount of people who really pick up on it later in life nowadays. I mean, for me, I grew up in a hunting community, so everybody did. 
I mean, right. if they would hold school, there were a couple of years where they actually had school um, of the few days leading up to Thanksgiving, and then they would give us like Wednesday and Thursday and Friday off. And then they realized nobody comes to school because that is rifle season in Wisconsin. So like yeah. the classrooms are empty, the woods are full. <laughs> and so yeah. for me, just being around it, I didn't even realize, I guess, that people didn't hunt. Right. And then when I moved to Missouri, there were kids from like Phoenix that came up for college and they're like, wait, you hunt like you kill animals. Mm-hmm. What do you shoot them with? Like, do you blow them up? Do you like stab them with a <laughs> knife? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like you just shoot them with a gun or a bow. It's not like yeah. we're going to all out war. But the, <laughs> the thought that there's people that gr- that grow up and they have no concept of hunting at all or fishing yeah. or like outdoor sports, that just kind of blew my mind. And now I kind of make it a mission when I talk to people. If, if you talk to me in a conversation for more than a minute, you're going to find out that I'm really into hunting and fishing in the outdoors. And yeah. there's so many people that have been like, man, I've always been curious about that. Like, do you ever go out with anyone? And I'll just rant. I mean, it doesn't matter if I meet you at Bass Pro and you're looking for a kayak and you decide you want to come hunting, you're going to get an invite to go frog gigging with me or duck hunting or deer hunting. I'm just, I like getting new people out and getting them involved in these sports. Yeah, dude, that's great. And I mean, that's, that's part of what really got me into it super heavy is, um, actually one of my friends from high school, I knew him actually most of my life. Um, he played baseball with me for a little bit. Um, and we were, I was out at the the farm, um, shooting my bow and it's like a, a sporting club in Southern Indiana where there's like archery targets and all this, like an archery shop. And they helped me set up my bow and help me get my arrows built and all that kind of thing. Um, and so I was out there practicing with my bow for like, I don't know, like third time or something like that, just trying to get the feel of things and had watched YouTube videos and was just out there figuring stuff out, like asking all my questions on go wild and try to piece this all together. And I'm out there shooting. And then, um, here comes this guy I knew from high school, Phil, and he's shooting his bow and he's like, we get done, we're talking. And he's like, Hey man, if you want somebody to hunt with this fall, you let me know. And I was like, I really hope you're being serious. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to do this. And so do we end up, we proceeded to hunt like almost every, every time together throughout the, the whole fall. Um, and now, I mean, we're, we're best friends and like all we talk about is hunting and fishing and we're constantly together. And um, so, yeah, I mean, you never know like where an invite will go. And you know, like for me, I would have hunted for sure, but I would have been a lot more nervous. I would have been, you know, I definitely wouldn't have had as many deer encounters as I did. Um, and I, I learned an absolute ton from being around this dude who's been doing this most of his life. Um, you know, and so like to your point about being around people that didn't hunt, you know, it's like around, around where I live, like nobody would be like, wait, you hunt or like, that's weird. Like everybody in the community is like, it's a, it's a rural town. So like everybody gets the deal. Not everybody does it. I had friends that I knew did it, but it wasn't, you know, I didn't have that like super deep interest. Um, and so it was really cool to kind of have, you know, a buddy from high school come along and now, uh, that's, that's all we do. And it's all we think about and talk about. So, uh, yeah. Have you, have you found that it's a struggle at all being in like the outdoor media space, but also wanting to go and enjoy it? Cause I talked to a lot of people in the industry and it's like, the hard part is sometimes that's the busiest time of year for you is is hunting and so like your workload gets heavier 
I know for me creating content, I'm like, well, that's when I have to go and get a lot of content or get stories or, you know, travel and talk to people. Um, what's that been like for you? Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a busy time of year. Uh, I would say that, but, uh, in working at a startup, man, like every day of every season is incredibly busy. Um, so, you know, I, I, I definitely try to do my best to like prioritize getting, if I'm going to go out in the morning, um, I might work late the night before, give myself some time or vice versa. If I'm going to go out in the evening, I might get up a few hours before and get my work done. And so that, you know, the, the coolest thing about, or one of the coolest things about working at Go Wild is just like the understanding and trust of the team of like, Hey, if you're here on the team and like, you're a mainstay contributor, like you're trusted and like, we all trust each other and we all communicate well about our schedules and things like that. And I would never miss an important meeting or, you know, miss a deadline or something to go hunt uh, without permission, obviously. But yeah. there's been times, man, like I won't get into the whole story, but I, uh, I had an encounter with a, with a 10 point buck um, and I, I hunt public land. So um, we were just blown away that we had this encounter and ended up not getting to get a shot off. And so I was telling Brad, uh, my boss at, at work at Go Wild about this thing. He's like, what are you doing here? It was like 4 p.m. <laughs> he was like, leave, like go kill that deer. <laughs> so stuff like that happens, um, you know, and I'm definitely count myself really fortunate to like work for the type of people that I do and get to be in the industry. Um, you know, it's kind of, I guess to your point, it's a bit of a double-edged sword, you know, like we're in the industry because we love it. But, but during that time, when the thing we're all doing that we love, it's like the busiest time. So, you know, I guess you have to make sacrifices every now and then, but for the most part, it's, it's an overwhelming positive and, you know, it just, uh, yeah, it's, it's cool. I love it. I, I would, I'm, I'm never not going to work in the outdoor industry. I guess I could say it that way. And I'm, yeah. I'm different cause I'm not a content creator. So like I, I do, you know, take pictures on my phone and like write up stories and stuff to post on go wild and things to share with like my friends. But as far as like publishing a lot of external facing content, like I'm not, I'm not the face of anything or do anything. So I don't have to worry about filming or or anything like that, like, uh, like a lot of folks do, which I'm sure adds a, a layer of complexity to, to getting out and enjoying the outdoors. Um, when you're in the media industry. That, that'd be tough for me. I was talking with somebody, uh, the other day and watching some of the hunting shows where like, I mean, these guys are out there to film their hunts. They're not out there to hunt yeah. and hope to get it on film. They're like, this is what we do. And watching yep. them pass up bucks because like, oh, there's not good camera light right now. You know, it's cloudy and it's getting close. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, you must be a psychopath to let that deer walk just because you can't get it on camera. I, I get out there. I'm completely the opposite. I have all my equipment set up. I've got my camera arm. It's all ready to go. The screen's open. All I have to do is hit record. When a deer walks in, I don't touch anything. I don't move. <laughs> I'm just like, screw it. Don't need the video. Like, the hunt is more important to me than the video. And oh, dude. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like life would be easier if I had started out as a videographer turned hunter and, yeah. and I'd have more of a focus on that. But right now I'm like, I'd rather actually get the animal than turn the camera on and maybe mess up my chance of getting it. So 
Right. Yeah. I, uh, I, I am in no place to be passing up deer for any reason. So I would, I would never do that. Um, but I mean, I, I get it, you know, and I think, I think a lot of those folks do so much for R3 and, um, maybe a lot of them have been there and done that so many times that it's like, ah, we'll see another one. We'll do another, we'll get, you know, I guess if hunting is your job, you're going to have a lot more opportunities than everybody else yeah. too. So maybe that's, that's kind of the yin and yang in that situation. But, um, I always said if I ever did anything like video wise, it would just be like, um, have you seen those, uh, Tacticam tubes, um, yeah. that you can just like put on your bow and then like, just they're ready to rock as soon as you're ready. Something like that. I could maybe be conscious enough to like click and, and do in the moment, but I don't know. I getting, having deer close, my heart's going crazy and my hands are shaking. I'd, it'd be It'd probably be a low, low percentage chance that I, uh, I remember to record, but I see, know. I use, I use those tactic cams for a couple of years and I would have it yeah. like on the barrel of my shotgun when I'm duck hunting and I would just forget to click it. I think the one time that I got a ton of really good footage was this time last year, uh, June 30th is when frog season opens up here. And yeah. for those that don't know about frog gigging, let me tell you, it's one of my favorite nights of the year we go out. <laughs> and so I had a tactic cam on that got loads of content but with that like you're not worried about a ton of movement or noise like we're all talking right. yelling across yeah. the pond to each other and as yeah. long as you move slow once you get close to them you can capitalize on it but when it came to deer hunting i had i had the tacticam in my stabilizer i had that mount like screwed in yeah because i like never hit record on it and i was like <laughs> i'm such an idiot or i'd have one strapped to my head like on the head mount yeah and i wouldn't yeah. i just didn't want to reach up that little bit to hit record and so <laughs> i switched over and actually i got this thing it's a gopro uh -huh. remote and i you wear it like a watch and so then uh -huh. all you have to do is hit record and it controls like eight to ten devices at the same time so they'll all nice. turn on and start recording with the push of a button and i there was like all go. right I might actually have a shot at getting something on video this year. Um, yeah. But yeah, knowing, knowing me, I'll completely forget about that also. And then just have all this equipment and do nothing. Hopeless, very expensive stabilizers. And <laughs> yeah, for real. That you never, <laughs> that I never <laughs> capitalize on at all. All right, guys, I need to take a quick second to tell you about a product that I've been using for quite a while now. It's called bull elk beard oil. If you've spent any amount of time in the outdoors, whether it's on the mountain, in the marsh, or in the woods, you've felt the effects of the wind, the sun, and the cold on your face. What this product does, it helps you look better, feel more confident, and it helps your beard keep its moisture. Not to mention, it smells great, so now my wife can't complain as much after I come home from a long week of elk hunting. Now I need to tell you, I've gotten to know Brian the founder over the past couple months, and he is an awesome guy. Brian made sure that all of these oils are made out of clean products right here in the USA. He also loves to give back to the outdoor community, whether that's through fundraisers for public land acquisitions or even helping donate money to cover the surgery cost of duck dogs. He's an amazing guy and he makes an amazing product. So go check out bullelkbeardoil.com and be sure to check out the subscription options so that you don't have to run out of your favorite facial hair product. Plus, you can use the code NOMADIC and get 20% off your order. Um, well, dude, why don't, why don't you share with listeners a little bit about Send It Slam? Like, what's about to happen? Uh, what's going to go down? Because even me, before the show, I started asking you, 
what do I expect or what should I expect? I'm going to show up. Yeah. It's like, I want to say it's like seven hours or something, but I'm going to come out there and hang out for the day. And I don't know what I'm about to get into. <laughs> well, I promise it'll be fun. Um, so the archery event, it's, it's kind of like, it's one big mega outdoor festival. Um, but there's really kind of two parts to the event. So the, the archery side of it starts at 7.30 a.m. Eastern time um, over at the farm, which I was talking about earlier. Um, it's called Sporting Club at the Farm. Um, we have, we're going to have a 3D archery course, 25 targets set up throughout the woods. It's going to be pretty cool. It'll be able to, similar to tack, but not as intense, um, be able to kind of like hike through the woods and take some technical shots. It's not going to be like, you know, you're taking a bunch of 60, 70, 80, 100 yard you know, shots, it's going to be more like hunter, uh, hunter style in that 25 to 40 range, but some like technical shots, maybe shots you wouldn't take in the wild. So you can kind of test yourself a little bit. Um, that's, that's our whole idea with the, the archery side there. Um, there's one shot I know that's like over a pond, which is pretty cool. Um, I'm excited to hopefully try that one. Um, but that's going to be sponsored by bear archery. And cool thing about that is they have, they're setting up a one shot challenge and whoever wins that one shot, it's going to be a, a long distance, pretty difficult shot, but whoever ends up winning that, um, gets to take their pick of any bow on their website, um, which is going to be a really cool prize. Uh, yeah, and we're excited. Like got some garments we're giving away vortex products, all kinds of different brands have come in and are sponsoring different shots throughout the course. Um, and we intentionally kept the, uh, the tickets for that pretty low so that a lot of people have a pretty high chance of walking away with something pretty awesome. Um, so that's the idea there. That's the, the archery side. Um, and that's going to go, uh, all the way till, um, one o'clock is when the archery course closes. Um, so that's that across the river, right across the river uh, on the Louisville, Kentucky waterfront um, on the, it's called the Brown Foreman Amphitheater is where there's like, we're going to have a vendor village set up where um, Senate Slam is sponsored by uh, Black Rifle Coffee Company. So they're going to have an activation there along with like Raise Them Outdoors and the Boy Scouts of America and a bunch of different other local Kentucky brands and hunting brands that are uh, different podcasts that are all coming, going to be in the, what we're calling on the vendor village um, for you to come in and check out new products, you know, meet podcast hosts. And, um, you know, we're going to have different Black Rifle coffee products there. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's going to be similar to a vendor village if you've really gone to like any outdoor exhibition. Um, so definitely very similar to the TAC vendor village type situation. Um, next to that, the food trucks, obviously, and then the, the amphitheater where the concert is going to kick off. Um, our first um, uh, artist starts at, I believe, uh, I think it's two o'clock um, and that's Dalton Mills. Um, so that's going to be pretty cool. I'm going to have just basically like a full day of concerts. So starting at two o'clock, Dalton, Dalton Mills will go three o'clock. Dave Shoemaker goes on um, 415. All the archery winners get announced um, at the stage. So if you do the archery side, make sure you come to the, the concert. That's part of your ticket. Um, and then five o'clock, Abby Hamilton, 635, Justin Wells. Um, seven o'clock, the Vendor Village closes. And then 830, our headliner, Cole Chaney, comes on and will play until 10 o'clock. Um, so the, the music style is a lot like Tyler Childers. So if you're into that, that's kind of, you know, what, 
what we tried to select, but they're all local Kentucky, like up and coming songwriters. Like you're going to start seeing Cole Chaney showing up on a lot of different, you know, places on Spotify and stuff here in the next year. He's, he is absolutely taking off. So this is a cool opportunity to see nice. him kind of on the come up. It's uh 30 bucks for general admission. Um, $5 of every ticket uh, is going to go to Raise Them Outdoors, which is the organization we support to uh, help get more kids and families into the outdoors and give them the skills to do that safely. Um, and then for the archery side, it's $75 to do the course. And then you actually get a VIP ticket for uh, the concert area. as just a built-in side of your, or built-in part of your, your pass. Um, and then for your listeners, everybody, um, if you use code, code buddy 10, you get 10 bucks off every ticket uh, that you buy. Nice. So that's a, pretty good deal there should be fun dude that's awesome man i'm i'm super pumped i have not done any archery challenges at all like even even clubs or like around here doing an archery league i haven't done it yet i've walked a couple of the courses and shot but i'm excited to actually go out there and kind of compete i don't think i'm gonna yeah. do any good in comparison <laughs> to a lot of these guys i'm sure there's people who travel and just like hustle and you know yeah, beat right. everybody everywhere they go i'm not that right. guy uh if you yeah. come out and and you want to walk and and shoot you're probably gonna whoop my butt so <laughs> yeah no i think it's a good one um you know to to do for your first one and it, it's actually not this specific course but i did a course out at the farm and it was my first um 3d archery course and that's where i like trained for tack um, I can't imagine how bad the result would have been if I didn't train because it was already miserable. Even though I didn't practice, I lost $120 in arrows. Um, so yeah, it was just, you know, I, I, I like it because I think our focus is going to be on like bow hunters, you know, and yeah. like attack is very focused on like long distance shooting for a lot of their stuff. It's a lot of fun. Like that I'm going, like I said, I'm going every year. I'm not knocking it. Um, it's just a little different. We're going to try to keep it more hunting focused because that's, people and go wild that's that's what they're doing you know for yeah. the most part is is hunting so uh we didn't want to make it like an incredibly difficult thing and then last thing on that is that it's it's going to be as competitive as you want it to be so like we're not going to require everyone to keep score we're not going to have somebody following you around making sure you're you know counting all your points exactly right like if you and your buddies want to compete against each other um great like you know hold each other accountable do the thing keep score have fun um, but the only place we're going to be paying attention are like on the giveaway shots. Like if you want to enter a giveaway, we're going to make sure that all of those people are following the same rules and it's, it's yeah. fair. So, um, yeah, so it'll be, if you want to, if you want to walk around and you're not comfortable taking long shots and you're more than welcome to walk up and make it a, a closer shot. If you want to go shoot your trad bow, you can step up and make all the shots, make all the shots, trad bow, um, you know, reasonable ranges, stuff like that. Uh, it's, it's going to be, um, pretty tailored to, to whatever you want it to be. And then, um, even kids like 12 years and up. So like, if you had a younger kid with you that you wanted to like, Hey, take 10 steps in and take your shots and stuff like that. As long as they're, you know, within the safe lane for the shot, we're not going to mind. <laughs> nice. You're not going to have police out there monitoring everybody. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Definitely that's, not. that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. I'm definitely going to bring my bow and go check the course out. I'm excited for the concert too. Just, just hanging out, dude. There's nothing like those atmospheres where you go and everybody's into hunting or fishing or, or shooting. Yeah. And then to chat and meet those people, like we talked about earlier, that 
you've yeah. seen online, you've seen their posts, but you've just yeah. never met in person. You feel like you yeah. already know them. And then there's always that moment, <laughs> there's that awkward moment where you see each other in person and you're like, Brad, Brady, <laughs> you know, you just, I, I don't know if it's yeah. actually you. And then, yeah. Anyways, uh, dude, yeah, what do you have going on? Right. What do you have going on this fall? I know you said you're doing your second saddle uh, setup and then, uh, are you planning any Western trips or have you not dove that far into it yet? I, uh, I think it cut out on me a little bit there. I think, I think you asked if I was planning any Western trips, but, um, I, I'm not yet. Um, I am still very focused on, uh, killing a, an Indiana whitetail. Um, so that's, that's my goal. I'll be more than happy if I do that in any form or fashion. Uh, so me and my buddy Phil, which I was talking about earlier, we pretty exclusively hunt public land. Um, we actually have some access to private land around. There's just, there's something about, you know, public land. Um, I, I love just getting out there and, you know, making as hard on myself as I can. Uh, it just, it's, it's a lot of fun and, um, did a lot of just hiking around with my bow in my hand last year, but that's okay. Um, again, like last year, my whole goal was just to get out in the woods a bunch um, because I really didn't know what I didn't know. And this year, like my goal is a little higher. I'd like to at least, you know, take a doe or something like that. So, um, if I, if I run into a buck, I'd be overjoyed, but, um, that's, that's going to be my fall. Um, I might get talked into doing a little, uh, archery turkey hunting. Uh, I know that's something that some of my friends are wanting to get into. Um, if I do happen to, to shoot a, uh, a deer fairly early in the fall, um, I might go over to Kentucky with some of my buddies and, and hunt some land over there to, to get another state under my belt. I've never hunted anywhere other than Indiana. Um, so I'm still, I'm still very focused on my backyard and, and, and learning this. There's plenty there that I don't know that I don't need to challenge myself anymore yet. I'm, <laughs> my plate is very full before I, before I go out West. I think I have a lot more to learn here. So. Dude, that's, I totally that's understand goal. that. the The other issue is like once you do start adventuring out and hitting other, hitting other states, or especially like going across the country to do it, you're eating into your archery time back home. You know, yeah. I've I've discovered yeah. that a couple seasons now, I think two seasons now, I've missed out on the whitetail rut because I'm chasing other animals in other places, and I'm like, dude, I don't know, I don't know how often I want to do this. Like that's some of my favorite time of year. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, I'm, I'm going to give it all I have. Like my plan is to just like give all my focus really to, to whitetail in this area. So, um, I don't know. I'm, I am sure as I get more and more into hunting, like I already have friends that are like, Hey, come up here and do this. Hey, come up here and do that. And, um, you know, I, it's hard to, to not do those yet, but where I'm at with my skill set and stuff, I'm, I'm good with trying to cut my teeth a little bit around here and then, maybe go somewhere else and try to tackle uh, a whole new climate and environment and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's fun though. Like I, I, the, the thing for me of just like being able to, to learn more about like whitetails and how they like their environment and how they interact with other animals and, you know, the, the different seasons, like it's just, uh, it's it's been fun to like figure out all those fundamentals and so this year i'm i'm gonna be like paying attention to those specific details that i learned along the way last year late like i'll be prepared for those and like making plans based on those this year so um that's that's kind of what we're working on now putting together different spots for different parts of the year so like 
hey, this is a good spot for, you know, early season. This is a good spot for, you know, rut or whatever it ends up being. So um, trying to have more of a game plan and, you know, backup plans for when the wind sucks. So that's something too, you know, like a lot of sits last year where we were just, you know, you you can't kill a deer from your couch, but there are certain situations where, you know, your (laughs) chances are pretty low. (laughs) (laughs) So trying to eliminate those and like, you know, give ourselves the best percentage chance as many times as possible. Um, You know, and so having backup when the wind doesn't do what we want it to do. Okay. We're going to jet over here and we're going to have a good chance here. And here's why. And, Um, so it's still a lot of work to do a lot of, a lot of scouting left, but, um, putting in the work. So hopefully it comes up, uh, with a, with some dead deer this year. Nice, man. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful. Hopefully I see some posts on go wild of you and your, and and that big 10 point did. Well, actually, (laughs) I think you said he told you to leave. Did you ever catch up with it or have another opportunity at it? Uh, we had it, um, we, well, never saw it, but, um, I'm pretty sure we had it coming in. Uh, it was about similar time. Um, the first time I had an encounter with it, we were actually on the ground. Uh, so we just like, and I was bow hunting. So he's staring right at me and I didn't have a chance to, you know, pull back or anything like that. So, uh, he was very close and it got my heart absolutely (laughs) racing out of my chest. Um, so when I went back, we, we took the saddles and, and got out there and felt it sounded like he was coming back in, but he never came back to that exact like shooting lane again. Um, so that is a spot I've already been to and scout getting back to. And, um, it was pretty late season when we had that encounter. So I'm, I'm hoping he made it. He's pretty, he's far out there on some public land. That's something that, that we, uh, we make sure to do is we get way out there. So I'm, I'm hoping he made it through. Uh, and that's, that's definitely a target of ours. Um, but that's the only target buck I have. Like, uh, I would say like, you know, we, we didn't really run in the other eight point we ran into. Um, I actually drew back on him, but I was wearing hand-me-down camo, um, with Brad Luttrell's camo. He gave me a duck jacket. And when I pulled back, it went, and my oh, buddy no. Phil was in a tree like eight yards to my right. And he kind of eight point scampered about eight yards right in front of my buddy. And I didn't have a shot anymore. And so he killed it. So oh, that was dang, the, uh, the other buck we saw, uh, <laughs> and he died. So, um, yeah. Did you get yeah. rid of that jacket? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you know, it, it, <laughs> I, uh, I had my own, my own camo. I got a full Under Armour setup and, um, got to test some of it out over Turkey season and, so I have camo that fits now. I'm a, I'm a little bigger than Brad. Uh, so I was out there with some, some high waters on and <laughs> just pieced together different styles and stuff. So I actually look a little bit like I know what I'm doing this year, which is, which is nice. Uh, hopefully it translates into me actually knowing what I'm doing a little bit, but it's, it's yet to be seen. Dude, something about just looking the part, man. It gives you more confidence. It's, it's yeah. the first step. You just got to look what you like say. you can kill something. We used to say that in baseball all the time. Look good, feel good, play good. And yep. <laughs> it's it's part of the game. That's good, man. Well, dude, I'm I'm pumped. Like I said, hopefully I'll see some some sweet posts and I'm looking forward to meeting you here in ten days. Yeah, man. That's gonna be a lot oh, of fun. Yeah. Um That's right. Dude, one last question. I try to ask all my guests yeah. this. I know you said you're focusing on whitetail season. Have you thought about bucket list hunts at all? 
is there anything on your radar like dude this is this would be the coolest most ultimate hunt to go on definitely um i i mean i would i would love 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 to go kill an elk um obviously i, I think that's aspirational for almost every hunter you know um but but for me um, the way i think about it is like i want to go do it diy which I would never do that soon. Like I'm not, I'm not silly. I'm not naive. I, I am naive, but I'm not naive to the fact that I'm just going to go out there and do it. And I know a guy with a podcast who, who talks about that a lot. So, uh, <laughs> but um, I, I want, that's how I would want to do it. And, you know, maybe it means that we have to, I have to go do some guided stuff to learn. Um, but that's like the kind of the, the ultimate to me is to go out and, you know, I don't, I don't really have a state preference necessarily. I, I do love Colorado. Um, I've heard Arizona is a, is a really cool place to go. Um, but I, you know, I'm not even close. I'm not building up points right now. Like I'm not, I'm not doing that stuff. Like I said earlier, um, I think it would be cool. Like my, my bow is not even set up to do it. Like I'm, I'm nowhere, I'm nowhere near. Um, but there's something I think cool about going out there of where like around here in Indiana, like maybe the only thing I'm worried out worried about out there is like a copperhead or something, you yeah. know, like Southern Indiana, it's like this weird zone where we're like, we don't really have that many predators occasionally see a bobcat, but they're super skittish, like going out there, you've got, you know, mountain lions and like, there's a whole new element to, to trying to chase those things out there that it's just crazy and cool. And, um, you know, it's, only aspirational for me right now but I'd, I'd love to maybe you know 15 20 years be able to go do that dude well i will say or i will encourage you i would start putting in for points now even yeah. if you don't plan on cashing them out for 10 to 15 years you know yeah if if you do that you can go and do the over-the-counter thing for two or three years try to figure it out and then who knows by your third or fourth year hunting out there you might draw one of like the coveted units where you have right. the big bulls screaming in your face nonstop. Um, yeah. That's yeah. one thing I'm no. working on. I do, I do over the counter hunts every year and I'm just building points, hoping that one day, right. you know, I can draw that unit two tag or whatever. Um, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, dude, that'd be. So I, uh, when I was down at attack, we were with um, some of the black rifle coffee guys and uh, one of the, um, archery ambassadors we were hanging out at the house and all of a sudden starts screaming like ah he's excited we were like hey man like you okay what's going on he's like i just drew some sort i i if i knew more about elk hunting i, I probably would have remembered what it was he was like it's the most coveted unit in colorado i can't believe it and was going on on this whole thing like oh he gosh. was going nuts for like a full 45 minutes he's like i've been putting in since my son was born and his son was sitting next to me he's like 23 24 um so yeah he was he was very jazzed about that and definitely he's talked to me a little bit about kind of the same thing he's like dude you got to start putting in now if you ever want to get one like you have got to start building points so yeah that's a whole new world too man like the i'm not used to the point system and all that kind of thing so a lot to figure out there yeah, dude, it's, it's a challenge, but you know, we've all got those hopes. It's like watching the Powerball numbers being drawn. You're like, please, please, please. And then <laughs> for me, it's just a lot of, nope, you didn't get accepted or you didn't get the, yeah. get the tag, but well, sweet yeah. man, I appreciate yeah. you hopping on, sharing about 
go wild and send it slam and i'm pumped to come check it out and hopefully i mean i don't know what your guys' plans are hopefully make it a yearly trip out there uh to oh, come man. hang out yeah it'll at least be yearly if not uh try to do a couple where we can go out to some more locations and get some members from other parts of the country involved because we know not everybody lives around here and a lot of people are missing out because you know they they may be in texas or or whatever so um yeah we've we've got plans for this thing it's it's only going to get cooler each year sweet man well i'm excited to be a part of it and uh i'll look forward to seeing you soon yes sir gonna be fun And that is going to wrap it up for today's show. I had an awesome time chatting with Braden, and I cannot wait to head out to Louisville for the Send It Slam. I mean, for real. If you guys can, try to make it out there. I'm going to be out there. There's going to be a lot of other Sportsman's Empire podcast hosts that are out there. Braden's going to be there, and it's just going to be a cool environment. Like, when you have festivals like this where you have a bunch of like-minded people that are all in love with hunting or fishing or the outdoors you get to shoot your bow you get awesome food you get to listen to great music go check out vendor booths and see the new product that they have coming out or purchase some right there like you just can't go wrong and so i can't wait and if you do want to go either hop on time to go wild.com or buy a ticket at the door but if you use code buddy 10 you will get 10 percent off any ticket sales and so please go do that it'll help you out on the cost and you're going to have a great time. I just know it. I'm pumped and I really do hope to see you there. So until next time, always choose adventure and God bless.